Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Toyer's Takes. I hope everyone's having a great day today. As always, I'm your host, Sam, with TSA. In case you didn't know, this show is all about picking the brain of David Toyer, our president and a professional with 20 plus years of experience. We're always looking to answer your guys' questions, so if you have anything you're thinking of, don't hesitate to drop them in the comments for us, and you may be featured in a future episode. As always, consider subscribing to the Substack or joining our paid subscribers list. And now, let's get right into Toyer's Takes. Here comes the boss. So the next question that we have is from a community member in King County. They said that they've noticed that a lot of townhouses are being built in my community. Why are they building so many townhouses when they're not friendly layouts to young families or to older people that want to downsize? They brought up issues like too many stairs or the children's bedrooms are on different floors. So that issue or challenge or question really relates back to what we've talked about previously with we're living under the Growth Management Act. And we have these urban growth boundaries where all the residential, commercial, industrial development, pretty much everything that gets built needs to be inside the line. And so if we're living inside the lines, then over time, as we've developed out, we have to address a scarcity of land. And that means looking at ways that we could put more density on the property we still have available. Because, you know, the land supply is scarce. What's available is more difficult to develop. It's more expensive to develop. And at the end of the day, you know, looking at a townhouse product, a townhouse is going to be a more affordable unit, ultimately, than a regular single-family home. And so, you know, the developer is trying to maximize their density on a site, still get a profit, produce something that is going to be more affordable to a segment of the marketplace. The other side of that is we've probably got a disconnect between what architects are designing for in these product types and, you know, who's interested in them because of the price point they're coming in at. Because if you're living in an apartment and you can't afford ownership of a single family detached house, but you can afford a townhome, it may not be as friendly for stairs purposes or bedrooms on different floors, but you now have an ownership opportunity you can buy into. And for a lot of folks, that's important. And so I think as we get down the road further, we'll see designs that start taking into account some of these other considerations, recognizing you know who are more likely to be in the marketplace to buy those unit types. But at the end of the day, we've just... We've got a, a challenge with land supply, and then you add to that a challenge with the number of units that are being built. You know, we've talked the other day about, you know, Puget Sound Regional Council did a study. There's, you know, 50,000 homes that were supposed to be built over the last 15 years that never did get built in the marketplace. So we're behind that. And so there's this pent up demand. So it's kind of a snatch it while you can, if you can afford it uh, situation out there. And so you're going to have some mismatches, I think. And then, 
you know, as we see some of this new housing policy start to change and go into effect with missing middle housing, we'll see housing varieties and types that are going to be more appealing to empty nesters and old folks and single people and, you know, folks with families that, you know, whether it's a family that's just getting started or a family with a couple of teenagers that are maybe getting close to uh, moving on to college and they don't want to have a big excess, you know, house that they're paying for, but they, you know, somebody's only living in it a couple months a year when they're home from school. So we'll, we'll see some things start to correct, hopefully, in the marketplace. But really, at the end of the day, the reason why you're seeing an emphasis on townhome development is it's been one of the more affordable housing types that's owner, it can be owner-occupied that's being built out there. And so, you know, that's what's been available because it, it, it checks the box on efficiency of land use. It checks the box on still providing a developer-builder with a return on their investment. And it comes in at a price point that, you know, more folks in the marketplace for housing can afford. Got it. So basically in addressing the housing crisis, we're just putting out something to fill the space until we can get the perfect matches that we're searching for. Yeah, that's kind of a good way to look at it. We're putting out, you know, what we've seen is, is that there's jurisdictions that are very much in favor of certain product types. So there are still jurisdictions out there that are very much in favor of the single-family detached home. And that's great. It fills a need in the marketplace. Like, I have a single-family detached home. It's not a 3,600-square-foot lot. I don't have a yard, but it, it, it's what I can afford. Uh, and it gives me kind of a sense of what I grew up in and what I want my kids to feel like they grew up in. But you, you have communities that they're very single-family detached home-centric, um, and you have other ones, you know, that are, I'll build anything, but I don't really want to allow apartments to get built. And so you'll, you'll see jurisdictions sometimes be kind of overly focused with their zoning codes on like one or two housing types that they find kind of acceptable from a policy framework perspective. It, and that's why you see a lot of that product being built. The other reason why you see that is, is that, you know, you'll have a builder that's predominantly a single-family home builder. And that's what they're going to build. That's, you know, they've designed their performance and their feasibilities and kind of how they strategize bringing their product to market. And it's like a manufacturer, you know. I make TVs, I'm going to make TVs. If I make TVs, I'm probably not going to make can openers. Uh, I don't have the right skill set. My equipment doesn't work for that same type of product. It, 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 it's like that. And so then you got apartment developers. Apartment developers are really good at developing apartments. You throw them into the single family market and they don't understand the market as well. And they're not quite as good. So you don't see a lot of developers that are building across the spectrum. And then, you know, you add to that the fact that a lot of these housing product types that's somewhere in between a single family home or a town home and then, you know, either garden style apartments or high rise apartments that middle missing middle space that we talk about those housing types that are in there there's very few of those types of builder developers that are out there in fact one of the things i was talking the other day about on our permitted with conditions blog is we need to develop we need to cultivate in the pacific northwest a new ecosystem of smaller builders and developers that are picking up these infill sites in their neighborhoods and building these other types of products that are needed. 
now that the legislation is caught up to, you know, where do we sit relative to growth management and what land capacity we have available still. And I'm not the only one that thinks that when you look at, you know, a lot of other housing advocates out there, um, you got a policy advocate, Michael Lewis, for example, wrote a piece on it uh, a week or so ago. You go to Strong Towns, which publishes a lot of great articles about economic development and housing-related challenges across the U.S., and they're talking about that need for fostering the ecosystem of builders and developers that build these types of products. And so that that's something we, we just, we're not there yet. It's going to take some time, and it's going to require more than a jurisdiction just saying, hey, look, we've made the regulations a little easier or we've allowed some of these things. But that doesn't just automatically bring people to the market to go, oh, yeah, I'm here to do it today. If you look at the Pacific Northwest and you think back to 2007, 8, 9, when we went through the recession and we had a lot of this kind of vetting or, you know, basically an apocalypse in the housing marketplace, as I like to recall it. That flushed out a lot of small builders and developers. There were a lot of those folks that were leveraged pretty heavily, and they lost, and they never came back. And then there was, I call the regional builders that were, you know, they, they built in like the three-county, four-county area for, you know, a couple decades. And with the strain and the stress that was in the marketplace, and outside desire from national home builders to come into this marketplace, you know, it was an easy way for somebody like, a, you know, it's an easy way for a larger corporation to get into a market they're not in is to buy into the market by buying a builder or developer that already has an inventory of product that's in various stages of being ready to come to the market. And that happened. And so a lot of those folks that were there maybe 15 years ago, um, aren't there anymore. And the larger builders aren't necessarily tooled up to make, I would say, more rapid changes to build product types that are not what they're accustomed to building. So that's where we're at. Got it. So to kind of bring it back to the townhomes question, the reason that there's so many townhomes is it's a function of affordability, density, and the capabilities of builders. Yeah, it, it really is based on those three things, for sure. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to Toyer's Takes here on Permitted with Conditions. That's all from us today, but be sure to keep an eye out for future episodes, and don't forget to subscribe. Thanks again, and have a wonderful day.